Hello friends, welcome to the SOS Podcast. I'm your host Carl, thanks for joining me. Have I talked to you guys yet about my gray hairs? I'm not sure that I have. Might be a strange topic for a faith-based podcast, but it's important. I'll tell you why. I'm not I'm not super old. I think I've hit middle-aged. I think I hit that about two years ago. God has blessed me with not letting me become prematurely gray, which I thank him for that. But there are these little gray hairs that have been popping up over the last couple years. Pretty noticeable to me, because I have really dark brown hair. So when I see one, what do I do? Well, first, I make sure to identify it as what it is. Then, after I have a little stern talking with it, I pull that hair out. I don't want it. I don't want it at all. For me, I don't want to say it's a, a thing of vanity, but it is a reminder that I'm changing. It's a reminder, number one, that perhaps I'm not as young as I used to be, which who wants to be reminded of that, right? But beyond the idea of youth fading or the idea of, wow, with gray hair, now I look older, for me, it goes much deeper than that. Maybe I'm being a little dramatic, but when I see those gray hairs, the thought that goes through my mind is the same thought that goes through my mind when I'm doing something physical and I suffer an injury. And I think to myself, man, I used to be able to do whatever I wanted to do and I didn't have to worry about that. Now all of a sudden, I run a little too much or I try to do an exercise with a weight that's a little too heavy and now I'm limping, can't walk down the stairs, gotta lay off my leg for two weeks. It's not what it used to be. I'm not what I used to be. The gray hairs, the little annoying injuries, the things maybe I used to be able to do that I can't do anymore, they all remind me that I'm going through this life and I'm not necessarily getting better. I'm getting older. My body's degrading. Scientifically, we're oxidizing, right? That's why we try to take in antioxidants and eat these foods with these antioxidants because over time, the body oxidizes. We fall apart. That's just what happens. No one gets better when they hit 80, 90, 100 years old. We say, wow, that person's so lucky to be alive. You're still healthy. You can still function in some ways. But we know that physically, we break down over time. All a result, all a consequence of the fall back in the Garden of Eden. We know that. We were supposed to be in these perfect bodies living forever. And now what? Time is cut short. This place is imperfect. Our lives are imperfect. Our biology is imperfect. For someone who is not born with any disability, abnormality, deficiency, the course of life is pretty standard. We come out of the womb really small, teeny tiny. For the next 17 to 21 years, we grow. We grow, we grow, we grow, we get bigger, we get stronger, we get faster, and then we become adults. And what happens after that? Well, we don't just keep growing, again, unless we've got maybe a pituitary gland issue or something isn't regulated correctly in the body. We should stop growing. We get to, I would say, 10, 15 years of kind of, you know, the prime of life. And then we hit a certain age 
where all of a sudden, it almost seems like we regress. It's more difficult to stay in shape. It's more difficult to be physically active. It's a lot easier to put on weight. Injuries, we're more susceptible to them. The body doesn't take very long after we enter this world to start breaking down. If we think about it, we're actually seeing those effects the moment we come out of the womb. Even though we're getting bigger and stronger, we're growing, the body's still degrading the moment we enter this world. It's very difficult for me not to see that and recognize that every day. And when I encounter some kind of problem in myself, or one of those reminders that this is not the place it was designed to be, that this body doesn't work the way it was designed to work. Something's interrupted that plan. It really breaks my heart, and I can't imagine how much it breaks the Father's heart to see the way our lives are lived. Not because, you know, we don't take steps to glorify Him, not because we're not following Him, but just because there's so much promise and potential in these vessels that we can't get to in this order of things. Today's message is not meant to depress you. Today's message is not meant to focus or harp on what's wrong with this order of things in our lives, but it's important to recognize that. I think as Christians, we can live every day in complete joy and peace in the Lord, but we also must be very conscious every day that this, what we have around us right now, is not how it was meant to be. And that should always be our focus, because what, what do we have? What do we hold on to? It's the hope for newness, for restoration. It's the hope that things will be set right one day when our Lord returns. And if we're constantly thinking about that day, we must be recognizing the only reason he's coming back to set things right is because they're not right today. Things are wrong today. You know, we can take this a little too far and we can be consumed with the effects of sin in this world. And we can be so distracted by everything that is wrong that we maybe stop enjoying this life. Maybe it becomes a hindrance, an obstacle, and we, we can't live this life fruitfully because we're just so focused on sin and its effects in this world. We don't want to go to that extreme either, but we can't walk around here like everything's fine. We can't settle in to this system of things because when we do that, we start to forget that this is not our home and this is not the way life is supposed to be. There is so much more ahead, and it's because of that hope we have. We can't forget about that hope. We can't get so attached to what we have here that we think this is life, because it's, it's not. It's a precursor. I don't want to call it a proving ground, but this is kind of like the existence appetizer. We spend a finite period here in this place, we're given work to do. Hopefully we complete that work. We please our Father. We follow the Lord. We glorify Him. And then life, as we will know it, will be this abundant, eternal existence that makes us totally forget about our few short years here. 
Personally, I find myself being less disappointed with the disappointments of this life when I remember how things really work. This is an imperfect place. You get what you get. It is what it is. God will bless us, but that doesn't mean that we don't have to experience tragedy, pain. A lot of stuff's going to happen. We're going to go through so much stuff that we're like, God, you know, why didn't you save me from this? Why can't I avoid this? Why can't I get around this? But that's the consequence of sin. That's the world we live in right now. But there is just this magnificent, incredible, it's described in the Bible, but this place we're going to get to, these bodies we're going to have, this life we get to eventually enjoy for eternity, we can't explain that. We can't understand that today. Our, our minds don't have what it takes to really grasp that. What's my point? What's my point here? What am I talking about? The gray hairs, the busted up knee, all those things that aren't exactly as they should be remind us that what we have here is just a taste, just a taste of life, but it is drastically incomplete and imperfect. So when we encounter those struggles, those issues here, man, whoo, thank God, we have hope. It's okay. It's okay that I have to go through that in the here and now because I got perfect forever waiting for me. For me, I don't know. I don't know that I could really handle this life without that hope. The moment I came to Jesus asking him to save me and accept me, I was I was pretty pretty done with life. I don't know that I would say I was suicidal because I experienced other people's suicides in life and I know what it does, the damage it does to those you leave behind. So I don't I don't think I would have gone that route. But I definitely had given up on trying to make my life anything good, anything fruitful. I was just existing get up, suffer through the day, go to bed, do it all over again. I had no hope. I had nothing. I knew this world was twisted and backward. I knew that the life I had here was nowhere near a life I would ever pick for myself. And I'd just given up. But now, now that I know what is ahead for me, for us, right? Because I don't get to do that by myself, but I get to do that with my brothers and sisters in Christ. When I think about that, I can get up, face the gray hairs, face the busted up knees, whatever else comes my way. I might get annoyed for a minute or two, but then I think to myself, vapor, a vapor in the wind is just going to pass in a moment, and before we know it, we're going to get there. Father, we just want to thank you for making a way for us to have hope and promise in this dark and fallen world. Lord, I just ask that you give us dreams and visions of what is to come. Whatever it takes to keep the fire of the future burning so that we can get through the present and get through it well. Not that we just slide through this life waiting for what's next, God, but that we truly honor and please you while we are here. Father, thank you that you bless us even in this place, that you allow us in this world to have joy, to have fellowship with you and with one another, Father. God, just keep it in our minds that this isn't home. 
This isn't how things should be. Yet give us hope, God, that even in this place, we can do great and awesome things for you. We can experience love, peace, joy, and that we can see your kingdom manifest in ways right in the here and now. Father, we love you, and we can't wait to see you face to face. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Good day, and God bless. So, so, ow, ow, so.